Ooh, this is AOK Radio, your go-to place for a little escape. Inner child, current child, adults, come on down for an easy listen. This is I Escape signing off. Whoever and wherever you are, welcome. The escape begins right now. What's up? So this is AOK Radio signing on, and this is a intro that I have recorded after uh, this episode, actually. We uh, talked a little bit over Discord about overall thoughts about Spider-Man No Way Home, and also, well, the trailer, I mean, that just dropped, and also talking about a little bit of what if, but we'll be handling the bulk of our thoughts about what if uh, at a later point. Uh, once the next episode drops, so stay tuned to the, for that. So a couple of things I wanted to address in this little intro before we head on to the meat and taters of this episode was to talk about a few things that I did not remember to address in the episode. So when we come to the title, Spider-Man No Way Home, we didn't address really the 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 total meaning of the title what does that really mean for spider-man and the fact that this is supposed to build on the multiverse hodgepodge that is happening right now so of course it's also a perfect sequel title for what we've been having with the Spider-Man trilogy so far. So this is the third entry in the the Spider-Man trilogy for the MCU. The first one started with Spider-Man Homecoming. Then we had Spider-Man Far From Home. And now we have Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, I remember back in the day when the title was... Actually, no, it was Far From Home, I think they were talking about. Far From Home was was originally the thought process of, oh, snap, what's Spider-Man going to do? Because he's you know, far from home right now, he's still on Titan or whatever. I remember that rumor back in the day when we were theorizing before we realized, oh, this takes place after Endgame. So now with far, with No Way Home, it's pretty much, I think it's more than just symbolic. I think it's more than just the idea of everybody kind of forgetting who Spider-Man is. Because I think that in the trailer, we see Doctor Strange kind of cast the spell to do so. I don't think that that spell is fully... I don't think it completes, I should say. I think some people are probably going to forget who he is, but I don't think that happens. I think the idea of what this spell has, the consequences of what it has, brings Spider-Man to a different universe. I think what happens is at one point in the movie... I think what we saw for the most part in the movie is the beginning part. And then once we once Spider-Man runs into Doctor Strange, he ends up in a different multiverse where Doc Ock, where Electro, where um, Green Goblin are a thing. I'm wondering if maybe there is another Spider-Man in this universe that Spider-Man ends up and Doctor Strange ends up in. But... Maybe that Spider-Man is dead. Maybe he's just incapacitated. And hopefully it's Toby who, you know, is is coming back. But I'm thinking, because if I remember correctly in the trailers, uh, Doctor Strange talks about how the the multiverse is kind of like unraveling or just coming to pieces or something like that. 
just to kind of finalize the whole multiverse of madness that's happening that is going to further lead into that Doctor Strange sequel. Of course, this is obviously going to be the next, this is going to be like the the final prelude to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, the, the prologue, if you will, to that. So I feel this is going to help establish that maybe based off of what Loki did and also what WandaVision did, it kind of happens around the same time, perhaps, and that just breaks the borders between the multiverses. I think by the time Loki happens, we don't just have bridges of multiverses, but we have some that maybe collide with one another. And perhaps during the spell, maybe the spell has nothing to do with the fact that the multiverse maybe collides with each other or the fact that they end up in another multiverse. But perhaps it's just a major thing he tries. And, or maybe led to believe that this is what causes it. I think I think the whole spell that he's casting is just a, a red herring. And there's something deeper behind what's happening here. And it may even kind of establish this event where in the comics we had this event. I forget what it's called, but it was an it was an event where multiverses were literally colliding with each other. The all the different Earths were literally colliding with each other. And I don't think it was 616. I think it eventually came down to 616. But I remember at one point, one of the Marvel universes were like, dude, it's either us or just complete oblivion. Because if we don't destroy these other planets, these other multiverses, there's going to be nothing left. So it's not necessarily black and white. It's kind of gray. It's it's one of those, the fate of the greater good. But it's kind of still messed up because the fate of many would be trying to save them all these other universes not saving the few as opposed to the many it's kind of reverse and that sort of thing but i'm kind of wondering if there's going to be because in this episode i talk more about the comics and the references we've had to civil war in the comics and one more day which is another comic storyline that's referenced that's kind of paid homage to in this story from what we've seen and who, like I said, who knows how deep this is going to go. It could be a red herring. It might dive deeper into it. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if this spell leads to something greater than what we sur- surmise. Because Wong knows what he's talking about. He's been in the game for way longer than Doctor Strange does. And I really think that his ego most likely gets the best of him in this story. And he has to rectify it because... We get a little bit of that issue in Doctor Strange 1. And then by the time we see him in um, Ragnarok, by the time we see him in Infinity War and Endgame, he's pretty much on his P's and Q's. He knows what he's doing. So I think it'll be a nice way to kind of humanize Doctor Strange again by showing him that even with his infinite wisdom that he's acquiring his prodigy like nature he still makes mistakes because so we established that really well i feel in dr strange one but i feel that even though he's been dr strange for a good bit now he's he hasn't been dr strange for too long so i think this would be a cool way to show that hey he's not perfect he's gonna make mistakes still and yeah it's gonna be very interesting to see how they're gonna play this sort of thing but i'm really wondering maybe another instance of this spell maybe it means 
him forgetting everybody instead of him forgetting everybody or excuse me i'm saying this wrong <laughs> maybe him casting the spell of spider-man's identity being forgotten by everyone maybe instead of them in this multiverse forgets him maybe instead the the cause and effect of casting the spell takes them to another multiverse where they actually where no one actually realizes who spider-man is except for the villains who are here because i i kind of think that all these villains are going to come from the same multiverse i don't think they're all going to come from different ones i feel like they're all going to be a part of just one multiverse um, but like I said, that's just another theory. So that's the hill I'm going to be on. It's not necessarily a hill I'll die on just yet because there's still so many things up in the air. This is the first teaser trailer. So my thought process is I believe what's going to happen here is that spell is going to. This is this is what I'm finalizing now because this literally just popped up my head and I'm kind of mad I didn't think about this at all during our discussion that you'll see it through the rest of this episode. But I feel that what's going to happen is repetition for emphasis. Doctor Strange is going to have that spell go haywire and they're going to end up in another multiverse, and that's going to be really interesting. Um. But it's going to be wild because, like, anything could happen because as we saw in What If, like, for some reason, T'Challa convincing Thanos to be good or, you know, not to do the snap and who knows what other things happened, you know, um, Peter Quill not becoming Star-Lord, instead he becomes, T'Challa becomes Star-Lord. Somehow this results in Captain America dying or Captain, yeah, it'll have to be Captain America because Captain Carter has a different shield. And then Thor dying for some reason, because we talk about this later on, but like these items aren't necessarily things these characters are going to give up willingly. And they're not going to just be like, yeah, whatever, have it. They're going to fight for it, obviously. Thor is going to fight for his hammer. Hela is going to fight for her helmet. So I'm really curious. Like, I want to see how, how the collector came into the grasp of these things but unfortunately it looks like we're not really going to see that because i'm fairly certain that the collector died at the end of that episode of episode two but who knows i mean there's a multiverse of different things so i'm sure we haven't seen the end of the collector because there's a collector in every universe and if i remember correctly he didn't die in the mcu or did he i don't think he did but the collector we see in the MCU, he isn't as cool. He isn't as established or as um, successful, I should say, as the what-if uh, version of the collector. So, Because it looks like he literally bodied everybody <laughs> for some reason. He just was like, you know what? No, I want this. Which is, it makes sense. He's the collector. Of course, he's going to want all these crazy things that are one of a kind, really. But it kind of makes me wonder, he must have bodied Thor before he got Stormbreaker because we only saw Mjolnir there. We didn't see Stormbreaker. And we're going to see Loki at some point. And I'm kind of convinced that all these what ifs take place during, you know, one timeline. You know, it says what if, but I think they're all connected, honestly. Based on um, what the trailer showed, all the characters together. So it would make sense. Um, but at the same time, 
I'm not quite sure about that because, like I said, we have Captain America's sword and uh, shield in there, and uh, Carter has a different one. So I guess they would have to be separate, but that's neither here nor there. We'll talk about more about that in the pre in the next episode, the the full what if episode. But let me know your thoughts on your theories for Spider Man. I really would love to hear what you guys think. Um, I'm very excited for what we have here. And um, all I can say is, guys, uh, don't have your hopes too high for the appearance of spot of the other Spider-Man because we've had major letdowns before in the in the MCU, like a like you know Quicksilver being one of the most recent major letdowns. So I would say is don't be surprised if we don't see the other Spider-Man in this uh, movie. It's it it hurts to say that, but. Hey, we gotta let the MCU do their thing. They they've been killing it, regardless of missed opportunities. So I'll leave it at that, and that's my way of coping with the idea of the possibility of we us not seeing other Spider Man. So, but yeah, I hope you enjoy this little intro, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. So before we go into that episode, we're gonna hear a little bit from our sponsors first. And then we're going to dive right into the juiciness content of the Spider-Man trailer. Um, I feel like we could have talked about more about this, but I didn't. I don't know. I think I think we I think we I think we ripped it apart. I think we tore this this trailer to shreds. So I'm really happy with this episode. Hope you enjoy. Ah, there he is. There's my boy. How's it going, Craig? Thank you, Craig, for recording our podcasts. We love you. Thank you. If you were a real being, we would hug you. But who knows with uh, with what Elon Tusk, I mean Musk, is doing. <laughs> I love Elon Tusk. But uh, with what Elon Musk is doing, who knows? We might have a Craig bot in the future with all the other crazy bots he's making right now. <laughs> this dude may lead to uh, our demise one day. Well, who knows? <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, so I think you can agree. Marvel has been walling out as of late, but I mean, what else is new? Uh, we got some ham sandwich type crazy stuff going on. Like Marvel just going ham on stuff. Uh, two outstanding. What if episodes that hit the ground running? Uh, the first episode with Captain Carter, then the super wild. What if of T'Challa as Star Lord? Uh, what'd you think of those two? Absolutely loved them. They were phenomenal. Yeah, buddy. Now, I know you were a big fan of how Captain Carter was. Is that would you say that's your favorite episode so far? Um, I, I would say my favorite episode is the T'Challa one, but uh My man. Captain Captain Carter. She's uh she she can take me dancing. <laughs> oh yeah. She a two piece with the biscuit. I know some people say no biscuit, but I mean, you got to put that biscuit in there and a drink. <laughs> uh, so, of course, the big thing for today, especially like literally it just dropped like an hour ago um, to top it off the cherry on top. We finally got a teaser trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. And I can see why they kind of held off for so long. I mean, 
one with how Loki was going, and two, the what ifs to establish how wild the multiverse was. And of course, WandaVision kind of uh, hinting at it as well. Um, so we basically were getting a taste, a delicious mwah, chef's kiss of the Loki, um, well, well, from the Loki finale as well, finalizing that, yeah, the multiverse is a thing. But now Spider Man No Way Home is continuing that crazy multiverse crossover. And now that we have, now that we've had this like breathing room in between those finales, Spider Man come in and be like, yeah, so it's time to print some more money for Marvel. <laughs> yeah. And we had Black Widow recently. And then uh, September 1st, we got Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. I'm hyped for Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi's, I heard, doing very well um, with Rotten Tomatoes and whoever else has been watching it, uh, the early previews. Did Black Widow establish anything with the multiverse? I know they are, I know it's leading into Hawkeye because of. So, um, yeah, Black Widow takes place right after Civil War and it leads into Infinity War. Ooh, I did not know that. I I unfortunately haven't been able to watch it yet because COVID making me not want to go to theaters and I didn't want to pray premium access on disney plus mm-hmm. <laughs> i wanted to trust me i, I, I wanted yeah, to see black widow but um yeah that, that i mean it's it's not a bad price you, you figure because in the household it's like right. it, it kind of makes sense charging that much for the movie okay. um but i'm i've heard that it's been it has has had mixed reviews but i've heard that it still is nice and even though it's kind of a bittersweet thing for black widow um, well, mainly Scarlett Johansson with Disney, but uh, yeah, that's a that's an unfortunate situation. Honestly. Yeah, but and at least one with... that Kevin Feige is definitely irritated with as well. So, oh yeah, she's not alone, right? And with fortunately with Kevin Feige, you know he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's I, I like where he's at in the in this. Uh, Marvel Disney thing in general, just making sure right. things for the most part are done right. Um, but yeah, sad to see what what's going on with the Scarlet, but at least she had a very, very good run as Black Widow. Oh yeah. Um, so going into that, things are branching out extremely crazy. Um, so before we get into the Spider-Man trailer, like the big the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to talk about um, for the moment. We have, um, so was there anything personally that you felt, was there anything that they revealed in this trailer that made you think it was worth the wait that maybe, because usually my original thought was when, my original idea of why they were waiting so long to reveal this trailer was Perhaps they were waiting to reveal the trailer because it was going to risk, um, it was going to risk spoiling something from Loki or any of the would have stuff. Right. Um, other than the whole multiverse, uh, opening up from Loki, I, I honestly have no idea why they didn't open it up sooner. Um, yeah, but that, you know, that's, that's just me. Um, yeah, it makes sense too because I mean, ever since for the first Doctor Strange, it's established that there is a multiverse, and we 
back then we knew it was going to happen eventually but we didn't know mm -hmm. to what degree and now loki right. finally established how it was going to be and even in the previous spider-man film with mysterio even though he was flat out lying about him being from another dimension or another universe it was right. still another thing alluded to like hey we're kind of building the blocks here yep and even though it ended up kind of like, man, Mysterio, you kind of suck for that. Like, why couldn't you have just been from multiverse? Why couldn't you have been truthful <laughs> yeah. about one thing, dude? <laughs> oh, yeah. But still, very fun movie. Still had a blast. And I'm really hoping he's not dead because Mysterio, especially played by, I'm mad I can't remember his name. What, what is his name? Do you remember his name? Uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, my man. Uh. Played by a great, like Marvel is excellent with her casting. Jake Gyllenhaal plays a, an amazing Mysterio, and I really hope he's not dead. But we'll see. I mean, with the multiverse now, they could bring him back if they really wanted to. I mean, look at what we have with the big reveal in this trailer. We'll, we'll go to that next. We have the big reveals, finally, that it's official. We have um, Doc Ock. Played by the yes. original actor from the same Remy trilogy. Alfred Molina? Oh, yeah. Wonderful casting as well. Loved him as Doc Ock. Then we have mm -hmm. another great Willem Dafoe returning as uh, Green Goblin. Honestly, now, couldn't see anybody else playing Green Goblin after oh, his performance. Yeah. The man looks like a goblin in the best way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He the some of the faces he made in Spider Man. It's like whoa, whoa, my guy. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I he's perfect as as uh, Norman Osborn and as the Green Goblin. That voice alone. Now we didn't see him officially in the trailer, but it's obvious he's there. We saw yep. the bomb drop, the Goblin drop. Who else's bomb could it be? We heard the laugh, and then we heard, yep. of course, the awesome line. Be careful what you wish for. Mm -hmm. So, ooh, chills. And of course, we saw lightning strike. It was like golden lightning. Um, rumors were that Jamie Foxx is supposed to be reprising his role as Electro. Um, last time we saw him in the Amazing Spider-Man, um, well, meant to be trilogy, we he was blue, but... You'd said that they were actually planning on doing a redesign for him? Uh yes. Uh at least that's what the what the the rumors have been. Um that he's going to be getting like a basically a a safety jacket. You know, like the the yellow and green um the the yellow and green like safety vest. By the way, from a from a deleted Instagram post, Jamie Foxx confirmed that he will be reprising his role, um, and he said he won't be blue in uh, <laughs> in it. A deleted post. I wonder if Sony was like, hey, man, you better delete that. <laughs> they just like DM him real quick, like, hey, uh, dude, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> And when you said safety jacket, I don't know why I imagine him being in one of those like little life jack life jackets that people you know wear in the water, oh, and, like yeah. a little dinghy. I don't know why I thought about that. It's kind of weird, but um, so 
that's pretty dope. Um, it's kind of a bummer that we don't see any references to any of the other previous Spider-Man. Like, we don't see anything in reference to um, Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. But it is very, it might just be fan, it just it might just be a fan thing, uh, just, a, just a callback, riding on nostalgia, that we have these original actors coming back. But oh, I'm I'm fairly certain that they're coming back. Like they, you know, they they have to. They're in the thing. They're ready. Um. So the yeah, I mean, it makes sense too because one thing that was mentioned that I saw in the comments on Instagram was one person listed that they're curious. If, um, well, actually, no, they, what they said actually was they were pretty positive that Doc Ock, when he says, hey, Peter, is actually talking to Toby's Spider-Man, and they just edited it to right, look like he's talking would, to Tom. That would make sense. Because we, we know the MCU is notorious for misleading trailers, from Hulk being and yep. not being in the, in the charge in the Infinity War, uh, the final fight, and then, like, Thor not having both his eyes like, you know right. little stuff mm -hmm. but this also could fit in that in that uh thing so it would make sense and this is the just the teaser trailer we're, we're probably going to be getting at least maybe one or two more trailers because we're only in august we still have and it's supposed to drop in december so we have plenty of right. months for at least one or two more trailers now, here's the real question. Will Willem Dafoe be sporting the horizontal cornrows? I hope not. That would be funny as ever if they did that. But I feel like it would be... Um, I feel like it would be a Harry... Oh, shoot. What is his name? Woody Harrelson. Woody... Har Wait. Woody Harrison? Is that his last name? Harrelson? Uh, who are we talking about? Who um, he's playing Carnage in the Venom movie? Yes, uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I feel like it would be that type of scenario where they gave him that really goofy curly wig <laughs> at the end of uh, Venom, right? In the after yeah. credits, and then they gave him that much better because <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> when I first saw him, like, dude, I can't take you seriously with those with those curly cues. <laughs> you looking like Raggedy Ann. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or like I, or I just want to see live action horizontal cornrows. They would look terrible, but I have to see them. <laughs> like the debut is he's wearing a do rag sideways or something. That's how he gets those cornrows like that. It's just <laughs> the wave. He's like wave check. <sighs> that would be amazing. I never understood that hairstyle. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Yeah, comics. it's it's so strange. I See, mean, you know, in a way, Goblin does wear a do rag. Yeah. <laughs> See, now you want now you have me wanting to see Willem Dafoe rocking a do rag until like the end of the movie where he takes it off and he finally shows the haircut. And it's just like, oh, now, now it's it's not the same. I'm going to drop this in the discord. Look at that. Look at that person of the year. Whoa. Look at his hair. That, that, yeah, I, wow. It looks that, terrible and fantastic. <laughs> for the, for those who can't see, it's like his hair is very curly, very swirly. It looks like yeah, how but it like, is in the comics. But plastered to his head. Right. It, lo it looks really odd. 
but great. <laughs> One thing I was thinking of too is so we know that um I forget her name, but she's essentially putting together the Dark Avengers. Like she's recruited the US agent, she's recruited Black Widow's sister, was it? Uh well not kind of her adopted sister. Uh like gotcha. they were put together for their mission. Yeah. So there's a theory going around that she's already recruited Norman because we don't really know how these guys come together. I mean, it looks like based on what's been happening with the multiverse, um, that these guys may just be coming from different multiverses because how could, I don't know, it just feels like why would they all be coming for Spider-Man all at once like this, if not coming from other multiverses where they already are established with Spider-Man. But the tricky thing is, I don't believe these are going to be Sam Raimi versions. I think they're just, I feel like they may, or they may be MCU versions of Sam Raimi. Like maybe they had defeated their own Spider-Man and they're back in this one because they're like, oh, it's another Spider-Man. Let's take him on. Now the, the friend or foe game, I don't remember. Uh, I I don't know if you've you've played that or not. Yeah. Um, but if I recall, that game technically takes place in a spin-off universe of the Raimi universe where all the villains survived. So like the Raimi universe isn't really a stranger to a multiverse already. Yeah. And that's the best part too, is that with the multiverse, anything can happen, and we'll get into that too. Like, especially with the with uh, with the T'Challa thing, how crazy dark that universe is. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking that all of these are connected. The what if episodes? I think I feel like they're all in the same universe, but I could be wrong. We'll see. Um, one thing I was thinking of too is going along with that. Um, these could be Sam Raimi versions that, like you said. Um, with the friend and foe, they, these could be ones that did survive and maybe they did defeat their Spider-Man. Uh, like I was saying before, um, cause the way, like the way Harry or the way Norman died is something he could have, it, it's, it's something that he could have prevented. Like he could have ducked, jumped out of the way, maybe even stopped his thing from impaling him. And then with Doc Ock, I don't know. Maybe he could just push it and then run away. Because <laughs> I, I know he died because he took down his machine that was going to go supernova and he crashed it. It was like his famous last words, I will not die a monster. Like, he went out like a boss. So sad, though, like that that final scene, seeing Doc Ock just drifting down into the depths of the water, just dead. To this day, it's still like, man, that's sad. Like he died a hero. Like that's it was beautiful, though, wonderful, wonderfully written hero. And it's kind of crazy. I remember you talked about this before, where all the villains in the Sam Raimi verse were people who were kind of just like corrupted. Like Norman was his company turned against him. Then the, (laughs) the Marvel's version of the Joker toxin kind of like messed up his brain. And then you have Doc Ock where his tentacles are like, Hey, why don't you do this? Be bad. Yeah. Most of, most of Spider, all of Spider-Man's villains in the Raimi verse 
and for for that matter, most of Spider-Man's villains in general are uh, freaks of science. So yeah. a dark inverse of what Peter himself is. Right. And um, Spidey-Man, as I most often call him, is my most beloved superhero. And his rogue gallery, rogues gallery is just top-notch. And that's another reason, too, is like a lot, all of them are just so interesting and have this in-depth reason for doing what they do so branching out into the the rest of the trailer so we have these interesting similarities between what happens in the uh, movie compared to how the comics have gone so the main thing of this, besides the villain reveals, is Doctor Strange is requested by Spider-Man to cast a spell that will leave the world forgetting that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Because at the end of the previous Spider-Man film, Mysterio revealed that Peter Parker himself was Spider-Man. So I like the similarities that the MCU is doing with their source material, paying um, homage to the comics. So... Um, references we have here, especially in this movie, is like One More Day, the comic One More Day that follows the consequences for Spider-Man after the events of Civil War. And might I emphasize not the MCU Civil War, but the Civil War in the comics where it's not Mysterio that reveals his identity, but instead it's our dear, dear Peter Parker, our naive Peter Parker that somehow thought, you know what, Tony Stark, you're right. Let me reveal who I am. I'm Spider-Man on live TV. And we find out the consequences of that. Um, and it's an attempt is made by the kingpin on Spider-Man's life. But what happens? He naturally escapes it, but, you know, due to his spider senses. But then we have dear old Aunt May taking that bullet, taking one for the team. And this <laughs> not in a good way, unfortunately. But by the end of this, to save Aunt May's life, um, we have Mephisto. Um, who confronts him and says, in a nutshell, I might be butchering this a little bit, but essentially it ends with him making a deal with the devil to bring back Aunt May at the cost of not just that, but also people forgetting that he's Spider-Man, a part, yeah, of, a part of the and, deal. And his marriage. Yeah, because the writer was like, he shouldn't be married, but whatever. That's... Spider-Man as a rule apparently just can't be happy yeah he's one of the biggest poster boys of marvel and they just poor spider they just always got to treat him bad and then so this is a connection this is the sequel a sequel story to civil war where he spider-man is one of the many who has who joins the superhero registration act to have superhero individuals act under official regulation which involves them um, revealing their secret identities, at least those who have a secret identity. And Spider-Man was one of the ones who kind of like took one of the first steps to show the other heroes, hey, this is a good idea. And then, you know, of course it blows up in his face. So the connections here are interesting and I, I like the differences. So people have been kind of seeing Mephisto like hints and stuff for a while. Um, not really anything confirmed to my knowledge, but I, I like how here 
we have that similar storyline played out. It's I, I love how the MCU is basically just one big what if compared to the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So we have Doctor Strange who's like, you know what? Yeah. And I love the line how he's he it's like something on the lines of hey, dude, we, we saved the world together. You, you don't have to call me Doctor Strange. And he's like, OK, Stephen. And he's like, that's weird, but I'll allow it. <laughs> By the way, while we are on the topic of essentially, uh, you know, like alternate universes, have you heard of the original, uh, the original script proposed by, I want to say it was James Cameron for a Spider-Man movie back in the early 2000s, or maybe it was the 90s, but basically it was weird and dark and edgy, uh, but one of the one of the proposed scenes was a a love scene between Peter and MJ, and it was all about how uh, you know some spiders do a little dance to kind of hypnotize their mates, right? Oh, so no. I feel like that line from MJ, where uh, she's talking about you know how. Some spiders have hypnotic powers over their their mates. I feel like that was a direct <laughs> reference to that failed script. That would be funny. I mean, that's another great thing about the MCU too is they the Easter eggs. They they make it such a great game for us, and it's always I always look forward to that every every time a trailer drops or a full episode from the Disney Plus series the movies, whatever, there's always rich, there's always a rich amount of Easter eggs to look forward to. And that wouldn't surprise me if that was a little reference to that, especially since it's pretty obscure, but that's another great thing is they, they, they thrive on a lot of those obscure references. And it, it's so nice to be able to pick up little references. And speaking of which we're, we're going to be getting into some serious references here in a bit when we dive into the uh, what if episodes, especially the uh, T'Challa Star Lord episode, because you thought the collector's room was packed full of secrets in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's oh, yeah, it's got Dude, so I... many little bits and pieces. Oh, yeah. I got the screenshots to reference that, too. I got some notes. I'm fully prepared to go to that episode shortly. (laughs) Um, So I I don't have too much left about this trailer. Um, I'm pretty happy with what they showed. Um, I'm glad they said it's just a teaser trailer, Mm because I know there's going to be at least two more left that we'll get to see. And I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping we're going to see at least one other Spider-Man come in, because I know the internet has been like craving that, you know, ever since into the spider verse um, and just so many other games that have done it. And it's like, we, we want to see that live action. And now that the multiverse is a thing, Sony and Disney have made nice, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of working together. They still bump heads a little bit, but you know, we have that Disney is just and Marvel mainly Marvel, you know, they're doing their thing. They have, the majority of the rights back they still still a little iffy with the hulk um still a little iffy with spider-man because of sony but you know f- they're they're on the good foot do you so, remember like for a month when spider-man wasn't in the mcu 
Oh, dude, I was so pissed. That was, <laughs> was that so was a, that was insane. Like what? One morning we just woke up and we're like, "Oh, that's it." That sorry, Peter. Goodbye. <laughs> I remember a meme I saw like the day of because you know the internet is just undefeated. It was a photograph. It was like a, it was a Photoshop picture of Tom Holland. He had like this really crazy thick mustache, and I think he had blonde dyed blonde hair, and it said. Uh, <laughs> it said, "Hey, news! We just have uh Hom Tolland who oh, has yeah. been casted as a uh, Spider Dude, S- <laughs> Night Monkey." Yeah, Night Monkey. That one. I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm so <laughs> mad at this, but I love it because we need to laugh in these sad days where yeah. Marvel oh, can't goodness. have their can't have the rights to their characters. It's it's so good to have him back, and yeah, I know a, a lot of people. Coming. I know a lot of people aren't like super jazzed about the MCU's handling of Spider Man, and I understand it, but I do not feel that way at all. I've yeah, I've adored every single appearance of Spider Man in the MCU, and it, that's it's, it's it's fantastic, right? I know one of the biggest gripes are how his villains that he's been up against were like people who were mad at what something Tony did years ago, but it's like pretty much Tony Stark is the father figure to Spider-Man. He has been under his wing. So of course being that father figure to him, he's going to face the sins of the father and he's going to face the, he's that's going to be the cause and effect of who they're going to go after next because of him being so involved with what Tony's done. And now that he's gone, it, it who else are they going to go after? <laughs> yeah, and really most, most villains in the MCU. Well, I don't know if I can say most, but a lot of them have connections to Tony because Tony was the inception of the MCU. He was the yeah. beginning. So you have obviously Tony's villains, but then you have uh like the mandarin who as we know is uh or at least the mandarin in the iron man films was not the real mandarin neither one of them were and now we're getting the mandarin proper who is given the uh all hail the king one shot he's not happy that somebody was out there stealing his name so I imagine that's going to tie into Iron Man a little bit. Uh, Mysterio, right. obviously. We have Vulture. Um, you know what? Scorpion has nothing to do with with uh, with Tony. Granted, right. we did we didn't get much of him, but he didn't. Um, and Shocker only by association with uh, right. with Vulture. Same with uh, Toymaker. Right. Um, Hopefully we get Venom in the mix soon. Yeah, but absolutely. Tony is like, yeah, yeah let's, let's do a solo venture with l- him. L- let's make a Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. That's smart, right, guys? Guys, where are you going? Oh. Why is everyone leaving the, leaving the theater? Now, mind you, I, I've enjoyed, I heavily enjoyed, heavily enjoyed the Venom movie, and I'm very much looking forward to Venom 2, but that doesn't mean I'm not uh, dishappy. Dishappy, is that a word? That's not a word. Dishappy. Yeah, that one. That 
that doesn't mean that I'm not um that doesn't mean that I'm not mad about Spider-Man not being in there like come on dude Venom oh, yeah. is meant to be a thing only because of Spider-Man's actions the consequences of him yeah, putting on the exactly. suit Exactly. That's one of my biggest gripes right now with how Spider-Man is being handled is that we did not get that at all. Like I, I do, I, I'm a big fan of alternatives, but as far as some things you just got to do right, especially in the, in the live action version outside of Sam Raimi, because this is, you know, the official MCU where everything's connected now. I feel like this should have been the, the debut of Venom being in the MCU and having the black suit. I mean, that's not saying it can't happen. I'm sure it will happen eventually. But I'm right. like, come on, bring him in here. Like, we need Venom in the MCU. Yeah, it's possible because of the multiverse thing that yeah. maybe, maybe this Venom exists somewhere in the multiverse, but the the Venom symbiote is still in the Marvel Universe proper and has yet to intersect with Peter. Because rumor has it, and I think it's confirmed, uh, Disney reached out to the creator of the Secret Wars comic. and as fans of spider-man will know uh secret wars is where spider-man got his suit his black suit oh yeah and it makes sense based off of where we're leading right now so i hope we get disco's suit uh beyonder that'll be fantastic (laughs) hey why not so um finishing off the spider-man discussion with a few more things before we jump into what if is is there anything else that this trailer means to you to the multiverse do you think now it's clear that with dr strange being involved in this heavily and doing this crazy spell that even wong's like dude don't do it but dr strange's like dude i'm dr strange of course i'm gonna do it which is awesome i, I do like how dr strange it, 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 to me it seems like he it, it's still his um egotistical sign yep, coming out absolutely. even though he's like very wise but to be fair he's only been dr strange for a few years now so of course yeah. he's still not going to be um super wise and careful right. with everything he does Obviously, and even then a lot of the interference did come from peter yeah you know and so it's kind of peter's fault yeah pretty much so um it's clear that whatever I, for me, it's clear that what this trailer means for the multiverse is that whatever Doctor Strange does is it's clear that something happens during the spell. Something happens. Like I, it's funny that Spider that Spider Man's like, uh, wait, does that mean Mary Jane's gonna forget? Does that mean he's gonna forget? She's gonna forget? He's like, dude, the, yes, that's how the spell works. It has to be everybody. It'd be really funny if, like, once it was completed, if it had worked. And then Strange is just like, who are you? Get out of my house. Yeah, that's going to suck if that, I mean, because it, it kind of looked, like, looked like they were fighting at one point with that train scene. Yeah. But um, I don't know. But, um, yeah. You know I, what? I just realized. Okay. So assuming that these are, in fact, the, uh, the villains from the other universes, right? Mm-hmm. Doc Ock clearly recognizes Peter. Unless it's Toby. 
Yeah, I'm but really hoping it's Toby. Th- well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, his his Peter shouldn't look like Toby, or shouldn't look like Tom Holland. Yeah, he should look like Toby. So clearly, either it's just they're they're pulling the same casting choices, which is a fun nod, sort of like they did with um, uh, you know, uh, Pietro. Um, what's his name? Evan. Evan. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the you know the 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 kid who played Quicksilver in them uh in Fox or MCU Fox. Yeah, I forgot his name, but I I know he's like the beloved. Uh, Evan Peters. Of yes, I was right. So Evan Peters, like he kind of played Quicksilver, but not really. And I think that. Marvel uh. is smart enough to <laughs> not do that again because that was I'm admittedly still mad at that. That was admittedly disappointing. I was like, I don't like that at all. Yeah, I, I, I'm just like, dude, the the build up and like the the twist was kind of cool, but him actually being Quicksilver from the multiverse would have been so much better. It was all done for a dick joke. Yeah, Which I'm like, oh come on, you you guys are above this, right? And uh, it's like, obviously they did that to get more viewership too. Why else bring him in there to not and to also just like make us theorize? And but come on, man, you you really made they they really made us theorize like, oh man, how the MCU is gonna bridge everything together? Wanda Wanda is gonna do it all herself, and yep. then. No, he's he's just some guy who looks like the Fox version. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yep. And obviously, the consequences of this movie are going to carry forward into Doctor Strange, where we will get Wanda. And word has it that she might be in an, an in an antagonist role. Yeah, it would make sense because the the way it looks is by the end of WandaVision, she hears the voices, the echoes of her kids. So at that point. You know, after going through the incredibly heart-wrenching um, ending, realizing that the vision that she loved um, and then the kids that she loved were gone, and she had to accept that. Like, lo- she had to lose vision technically a third time because Thanos brought him back just to kill him again, so it's like, that's rough. Yeah. But then losing her kids and, like regardless of how, how long they existed, how fast they grew, at the end of the day, they're still her kids, regardless of how they came into existence. And as a father myself, I'm like, dude, what, whatever. I, they're, I, they're I love her kids. you can use that now, as, you know, the as a father. Dude, things like this hit me so hard <laughs> being a father. I'm like, I don't think I would have felt this way if I wasn't one. But like, I cried ridiculous. Uh, so many man tears. So many man tears. They were just black. <laughs> man tears are black, if, if you guys didn't know this. And not well, just that, because I'm black, but they're just I was going to say that, that that might be the problem because I'm a, I'm a photo negative. I suppose we could say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because she 
obviously would want to do whatever it takes to get them back. And regardless of um, the white vision, who knows what he's up to? Um, it's clear that he got his memory back to some degree, but right. he's kind of having an existential existential crisis right now. So who knows how long it's going to take before he's like back to uh, form again, and when he's even going to reappear? Reappear? I'd imagine probably in Multiverse of Madness. Who knows? Excuse me. Whoa. Um. So yeah, I and she doesn't really know Doctor Strange. I don't think she ever really met him. Yeah, uh, trying to think the only the only real re- interaction they would have had is Strange showing up and be like, hey, come with me. We have to save the universe. Oh, yeah, back in Endgame. And that would have yep. been really short because he would have had yeah, such a it, limited it, time. It, it would have literally been seconds after she died. Yeah, so and it would have been like in the span of well, maybe 10 minutes. To her. Yeah, because yeah, Hulk snapped bringing everyone back and then thanos came like literally minutes or seconds later and then yep. that scene where we where i thought ant-man died for a second and almost almost flipped out in the theater like you did not just kill and Ant-Man even, like that yeah <laughs> even then it's possible that they didn't really interact because strange talks to Wong and Wong says did i get everyone so yeah it's possible that she didn't even meet strange Right until and you know the until the funeral, and then then you're you're more concerned with mourning the loss of Tony rather than being like, "Hey, I'm I'm Wanda. Hey, I'm I'm Stephen Strange." You know. Yeah, and even then, she was probably more so mourning uh, Widow and um, Vision because oh my she goodness. didn't really have the strongest that's, relationship with Tony. That's right. She would have gone from vision dying to waking up and being like all right let's let's do this and then attending tony's funeral and then being like oh and also natasha's dead yeah because they and they had steve somewhat is, of a relationship oh no steve steve would wait was oh, steve there no. steve would have been there Ooh, that's right too see that that's what i talked about before i think we talked about this in a, in a previous episode too because the craziness of wanda and how she's basically the most tortured avenger at this point because the people that she was the closest to are all dead except white vision right now but that yeah. i don't really count or, him because or he's kinda... maybe steve but like it's kind of left up in the air as to whether or not he's you know dead or if he's just well i mean they gave him the funeral and captain and captain the winter soldier so He's he is I would I would pretty no, much assume I, he's basically no dead. I mean like uh, Steve's funeral yeah and Captain in the Winter or Falcon in the Winter Soldier at the time well they um, they did the they did the like the passing of the torch thing but yeah they always just said like Steve's gone and nobody like they wouldn't use the word dead and I was like right. you're torturing me. <laughs> I have to watch it again, but if I remember correctly, they were wearing, you know, the stereotypical black and white oh, yeah, suits and stuff. And I th- I'm pretty sure they had like a type of ceremony, but yeah. Well, it, at the same time, Buc- Bucky, torch. yeah, because Bucky wasn't there. And I would think that mm-hmm. if Steve died, surely, you know, but, but Bucky also was like, Steve's gone, Steve's gone. And Steve right. Rogers has obviously not come forward and said anything. So, uh, 
Yeah, because with Bucky, right after Civil War, he was in Wakanda up until um, oh my goodness, War. and I would say Bucky and uh, speaking of characters who have had a tortured past, poor Bucky Barnes, like dude was experimented on by Nazis, right, and then presumed dead, experimented on by Soviets, transformed into a mindless killer. And forced to be an assassin for what seventy years, getting his mind wiped continuously. But it's clear that he still remembers the stuff he did. Right. <laughs> he just had like his personality suppressed or whatever. Right. And so then he went from that to going on the run and not really understanding uh what's going on. And then from there fighting a war after finally getting his brain put back together dying coming back and then his best friend disappears and either dies or just gets super old seeing somebody desecrate his best friend's legacy you right know, in the form of of uh John Walker um it just the poor man hit by do i i know we're getting off on a tangent and this is probably making for a super long episode <laughs> that's all good it's marvel how, related. <laughs> how spectacular was sebastian stan's performance in that episode of falcon and winter soldier i think it was episode five where we see bucky finally realizing that like the programming is broken yeah when it's him and uh it wasn't a koye it was uh yeah, I forgot her name. She was great. She was great as um, the Dora. Yeah, she was a Dora Milaje. I'm mad. Every time I say Dora, I want to say the Explorer right after. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was like Captain and the Captain America and the Winter Soldier was just such a phenomenal show, and it was great to finally get that closure with Bucky because ever since him coming to terms with um well let me rephrase that ever since cap was able to save him from being like either taken back by hydra or killed by black panther who you know wanted to kill him at the time um he finally gets his chance to rest and recuperate and then by the end of captain and Winter soldier he finds a new friend through Falcon, who becomes a new Captain America and realizes why it was so hard for Falcon to take on that mantle. And they both are finally able to take their new roles as um, Avengers. And I mean, there were always Avengers, but now it's like on a whole nother level. But it's, it's, right. it's great how they finally have had such rich development post Endgame because we you know they were both snapped so coming back it's like okay uh what is life right now <laughs> so with that um so let me i'm going through my cliff notes uh so we talked about what this could mean for the multiverse um we kind of we did we did talk talk about like what how these guys could really come through i'm kind of convinced that it's just the multiverse and, and i'd imagine that whatever spell he did it was unstable because obviously why else would wong be warning him and somehow it bridges other multiverses for some reason because i can't see these guys 
being in the same verse and just now like attacking all at once well mm-hmm. i mean i can because peter is revealed to be spider-man but it's like unless they all have vendettas against iron man that are like hey you're like his son i'm like i don't think they'd do that again no. <laughs> um and plus i keep saying this i really feel like doc ock is talking to toby spider-man but <clears throat> we'll see because one thing I, I brought up um in this discussion earlier was like with Civil War and other previous MCU trailers, we got the biggest reveals like in the final trailer. And like Civil War, for instance, the last trailer, if I remember correctly, the the final trailer was the reveal that Spider-Man was going to be in it. So my guess is we're, I mean, how could they not? My my idea is that for the final trailer, that's going to be the definitive um, that's going to be the definitive truth if we're going to be getting other Spider-Man in this movie or not. If we don't, that's going to be a huge wasted opportunity. Even if we only got Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, my my money is on if we get another one, it's going to be Tobey. But if we don't, I know I'm still going to really enjoy the movie, but dude, they they gotta they gotta do that and. That is my last thought on uh on the Spider-Man uh trailer. Phenomenal, worth the wait. Um, don't know why they waited so long, but yeah. <laughs> really glad Doctor Strange is in it too. I'm glad that he's more involved in things because ever since Doctor Strange won, we've only seen him as a little cameo in Ragnarok, and then we saw him in Infinity War, and then very briefly in Endgame. So it's great to see he's doing more things now. Right. Couldn't agree more. So, on to the uh, main topic. Yeah, but well, technically, the Spider Man was the main topic, but um, mainly because right, like, the trailer gonna... dropped today. Yeah. But okay. uh, yeah, totally prepared for uh, the what if. So. The... I mean, we can we can definitely do this another day. Uh, I really don't mind because this is more pressing. And honestly, if we waited until uh, Wednesday, maybe uh, I, so unprofessional planning a podcast on the podcast. <laughs> what we're looking forward to going uh, forward in the series right uh, that's no problem i actually i prepared for both but it's uh whatever you're comfortable with if you want to uh hold off that's fine yeah but, I, think, um, I think that works that way we can have a a more rounded discussion you know having the third episode because it's going to drop tomorrow night right uh so we'll have a chance to yeah word okay so uh, let's see. So I kind of want to mention something else about this then, if that's the case. <laughs> um, okay, so actually, real quick, let me mention something about what if then um, regarding the T'Challa episode. So with those Easter eggs in the collector's uh, thing, I got to mention this. This is, but this is pretty much the darkest timeline because uh, in Endgame, 
technically originally like that that thanos the 2012 thanos timeline was originally going to be like the darkest one because without um let's see so what what all happened that was going to make it the dark timeline so the guardians of the galaxy being like less because gomora wasn't going to be in that timeline anymore and then there was going to be a couple other things that were missing that was going to make the guardians not prepared for when they fight against um ego and also um I would say, um, I would say, uh, what is his name? The first guy in Guardians of the Galaxy? The accuser? Uh, Kang? Ronan? Not, yeah, Ronan. I almost, I said Kang. My dude, that wasn't Kang. <laughs> but yeah, Ronan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the idea of what like transpired in, in, um, in Endgame, um, potentially was the darkest, but, I think I'll t- uh, we can always talk about that during what if because I got to get my notes because oh, yeah. I, I completely forgot like what exactly made it the darkest timeline. I, I know the 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 um the missing elements of Gamora and then her sister not being in there, but yeah. So what if uh, for for the T'Challa we had those Easter eggs and we can talk about this again during the what if. Um, so during the official what if episode, but like the Easter eggs I caught was with the collector he had so many stinking things but it made sense so Mm -hmm. because he's the collector so the first thing was he has the 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 dagger that the dark elf had i forgot his name and um uh thor the dark world oh yeah and uh, a necro sword from uh hella yeah he had the helmet he had uh captain america's shield thor's hammer he had the uh what is it called the the necklace that dr strange has the eye of oh, the, uh, yes and then there in the other collections he had a bunch of ships from guardians of the galaxy yeah um, he had the the original the milano the, yeah he had the milano he had the he had a bunch of ships. I can't remember all of their names, but there were a lot of important ships. Um, one of them being one of the ships from the from Wakanda. And that's how T'Challa finds out that he was lied to. Yes. So, and then there was Korg. Apparently Korg got bodied. And then... I think that was the main, I think those are the biggest things that the collector had. But like, if he has all these things, that means these guys are most likely all dead. Yeah, I'll honestly, I'll have to go through and rewatch because it seems like there's a, a ton of stuff that I probably missed as well. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, Doctor Strange would not part with the Eye of Agamotto unless it was a Thanos situation where there's only like one way he can win the scenario yeah. of or course thor's not going to give up his hammer right and like all these things these guys would not have given up unless they were killed so i'm like what so you're telling me that t'challa becoming star lord and convincing thanos to not you know, snap you know half the universe Te- technically <laughs> speaking technically speaking the collector's worthy Oh crap. 
or he'd have to be. Yeah, because how else would he have taken the? What the heck, man? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I yeah, get it, we'll we'll but... get into that conversation. Uh, yeah, on our next uh, thing. So I have one more thing regarding Thanos, um, and then I I want to have one more f- question about Spider Man. Then we can end this. Um, so one more thing I saw on Instagram was if Thanos was smart, he'd use the Mind Stone to erase people's memories of those who disappeared. Then people wouldn't be coming after him for wiping out half the population because they wouldn't know about it. Which technically he was going to do when he was going to get um well actually no he was going to wipe everything and then start from the very beginning so that's right. not the same thing but yeah i mean like he he messed up big time but he was yeah, very confident you, and you know what he's called the mad titan for a reason he's not called the completely thinks things through or yeah the same titan and he's definitely yeah. a strategist but he's not i mean you know every, no no one's perfect and th- this was a big move for him so of course there's going to be and the other thing too is obviously he didn't expect the avengers (laughs) so right they 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 roughed him up i mean he knew of them obviously to some degree but he he was not prepared (laughs) um at least not as well as he thought he was you know you know once thor came out with stormbreaker (laughs) but um but yeah um i'm really glad that they did a, a good a good Thanos and that they had so many people reprise their roles. Um, apparently, people believe this is a weaker Thanos for some reason, mainly because of his fight with the Black Hand. But I mean, they're the Black Hand. They're his right-hand men for a reason. Of course, if they were to fight him, they'd probably put up a good fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's just me. I mean, I'm one of the people that believed if, if Hulk actually knew how to fight and not just smash, he... And I'm, and you know, if they had a, if they had a rematch like they were supposed to, if before he got cut, I would say that Hulk would have put up a better fight because he would have been prepared. Right. So, but that's just me. Um. So, were there any other things that you took from this trailer that could be something very impactful for the Spider Verse? Um. So, of course, Spider-Man is in jail. He's being blamed for the death of Mysterio. And they're saying that the technology he has, or the technology that was used to kill Mysterio, the drones, are being linked to him. And technically, they're they're not wrong. Yeah. But I'm just like, you. it's kind of messed up. Because it's like, you guys are really handcuffing this guy and calling him a villain when it's like you, you guys realize he saved the world you, you guys gotta cut him a little bit of slack here <laughs> listen to the guy <laughs> but I don't know I mean in, in, in the comics it makes sense no one really respects Spider-Man um, for a while in the comics it took him a long time and even then because of JJ Jay, um, his reputation is pretty much just like crapped on repeatedly mm-hmm. so um, I would love to see Mysterio come back. I hope that happens. Um, I mean, even if it's a multiverse Mysterio, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I mean, if you can bring back Loki the way you did and did it phenomenally, 
we can and and then we're gonna have all these kings potentially and all this uh stuff so there's limitless possibilities especially since we're gonna have um what was the other thing there was one more thing with spider-man well there's gonna be a zombie verse so we're gonna obviously see other crazy things and there's going to be a multiverse with spider-man that they're going to be doing and the what if that we're going to be seeing so clearly right. regardless of whatever there's multiple versions of all these people um i think that's pretty much all i took the last things i took from that trailer is that this is going to be huge either way for sure <laughs> all right so yeah i think that's pretty much it we talked about a lot of cool stuff here um there's always great things to talk about uh, we talked about a lot of good theories um who do you think is going to be like the best villain in this movie uh, that's an excellent question um I've, I've I'm most excited for Doc partial Ock. To, yeah, I was going to say Doc Ock. I've always been partial to Doc Ock, so. That'd be totally fine with me. Nice. All right, so I guess that's pretty much it, then. Um, we'll have plenty more to talk about with um, What If, because there's a lot more to dive in um, regarding what this means and what what it means for these current universes, what, um, because we clearly, uh, we talked about before with what if, like, there's a lot of good that happened with, excuse me, T'Challa, but of course, with other things that have happened, it's going to be really crazy. And of course, from the trailers that we've seen, there's going to be a lot more disastrous stuff happening, but we'll talk about in the oh, next yeah. um, Marvel themed episode. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And I hear the next one is actually going to be like, what if uh, Black Widow killed Iron Man or something like that? Wanda, or, uh, not Wanda, let's Black Widow see. Someone? What if episode three? Uh, Nick Fury and Black Widow. Yeah, because I saw like a rumor about it was like a leak, supposed leak, but I'm like, that doesn't make sense because we yeah, see. We'll, we'll have to. Wait and see, I suppose. Yeah, because we see Killmonger save Iron Man. So, well, I guess he kind of prevents him from being Iron Man, low key. But I don't know. Judging on what happened in in the first What If, I, I don't I don't think that would have stopped him from being Iron Man. But yeah, all right. Well, thank you for joining me on this episode. I do. It was a pleasure talking about this sort of stuff with you. And uh, yeah, what if it's going to be a lit discussion? Oh yeah. Can't wait. I have no idea how to end this. Um, Craig, how do you... Oh, I see it again. So, all right, Craig, we, we love you. We thank you very much for recording this episode. Um, hopefully you can have some speaking roles next time, but until then... Ooh, another chapter concludes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to help support it by leaving a rating if possible, subscribing and sharing the podcast with others. That way more people can see it, whether it's either from you or in their suggestion feed. 
And if you leave a review on the show, you'll get a shout out in the next episode. But due to my podcasts being available, not just on multiple platforms, but multiple countries to ensure I see a rating, uh, either send me an email with the subject AOK Radio or messaging me on Instagram, which is i.escape.i. So my social medias, my other social medias, I should say, and other projects like I Believe in Monsters, my short story narrations and more are linked in the show notes below. And feel free to message me with any suggestions for future episodes. And if you ever want to be featured on one as well to talk about whatever subject, hit me up there as well. Special shout out for Emac for uh, producing the beat. Always love you. That is used as my outro and the song featured in my EP Canvas District. The intro song used is titled The Unstoppables, produced by me. A link to all those is also in the show notes. This is AOK Radio, signing off. There is always more to seek, so go forth and seek it.